This is the Complete Shooter Podcast with your hosts, Jesse Armistead and the founder of Complete Shooter himself, Kirk Miles. Complete Shooter is dedicated to helping young players reach the next level and achieve all of their basketball dreams. So if you want to know what it takes to be a great player at the high school, college, and professional level, you are in the right place. back into it so um welcome back kirk no guests this week so it's just us again yeah good to be here good to be here we've uh, had a couple really good guests on the last couple weeks i really enjoyed having them them head coaches get on and we'll have some you know more head coaches get on with us and and talk and kind of get their their strategies and philosophies and all of those kind of things but so, yeah, it was enjoyable to have them guys on. I really appreciate them taking time out of the schedule to get on and do that with us. Yeah, some really, really good points that came out from those conversations. So um, we got another good point coming out today. Um, I know you were really excited to get on this, and like you, we were talking about, it's great timing for this um, coming up into the summer and the off season. So what we wanted to talk about today was goal setting. So I'll let you kind of launch this off. What are your first thoughts and um, as far as goal setting and why it's important? Well, I go back, uh, this is going to take us back about 40 years when I was playing high school basketball. But um, I, had a, I had a very frustrating sophomore year. And uh, this is my first real experience it, for me personally to set goals and uh, you know I know that Michael Jordan had a frustrating sophomore year and that's the only correlation where Jordan and I can be compared <laughs> <laughs> we can't be compared in anything mm-hmm. else but he had a frustrating sophomore year I had a frustrating sophomore year and uh, it really affected me uh, I'd never I'd never had any frustration with basketball. Uh, I was always a starter. I was always one of the top scorers on the team that I p- the teams I played on in junior high, our junior high, you know, all growing up. Uh, you know, so this was my first real experience with hitting the wall or hitting the wall of frustration, I guess you could call it. And so, <coughs> you know, I didn't play as much as I thought I should play, be able to play. Um, you know, I, I, I had all kind of different thoughts come to me during that year. I remember, you know, just thinking that the coach didn't like me or I was looking for places to put blame. And my dad was awesome at this one. He was awesome at a lot of things, but he was really good at this one area. He just always he was so into personal responsibility and he never let us get away with blaming other people uh so i told him i remember i told him that one day and he said well kirk he said you can't you're not going to win in life if you always point the finger or try to find blame personal responsibility is number one to success and so if you're having frustration and you don't like what happened, then you got to look at you. I'm not going to let you blame the coach, blame the other players, blame anything. We, we don't do that in our family. 
you're going to take personal responsibility for this. Well, you know, that's not what a kid wants to hear. Right. Right. I didn't want to hear that. But but that was the best thing I could have heard. And so he said, all you got to do is you got to set some goals. If you don't like what happened, then change it. Don't whine about it. Just change it. And so my first experience with setting goals, he said, you think about it and you come back and tell me what your goal is. And then uh, I'll tell you if I think it's, if it's realistic. You know, because sometimes you just go crazy, right. right? And the saying is that, that he liked to use was stretchingly realistic. You got to have a goal that's going to make you stretch, but not out of, you know, so far out there, you're not ever going to hit that, right? So, so I went back, I give some thought to it, some real serious thought, because I was really bugged about it. And I think a great point to make here is, you know, those are the times that you really sometimes, when things aren't going your way, those are the times that you get to reflect and make changes. Figure stuff out. Right. And, uh, you know, when everything's going good, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right? Just keep doing what you're doing. But you hit frustration, something's got to change. So I went back and I thought about it. What do I want? What do I think I could achieve, you know, by working hard? And so thought about it, thought about it, came up with this. I decided that as a junior, I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a starter on the varsity team as a junior. I wanted to be a two-year starter. Both my older brothers were two-year starters, and I just that I said I want to be a two-year starter. And so I went back to my dad and I told him that, and he said, "Okay, well here's what it's going to take. You're going to have to work hard." He said, "You're not as gifted." You know, he was right. realistic with me. He said, you're not as gifted as your brothers. So you're going to have to work harder. You know, for your brothers, some of that stuff came natural. For you, none of that stuff comes natural. But you can overcome that with hard work. So you got to work hard. So you're going to work for me. My dad did, did construction. He said, you're going to work for me during the summer. And then when you get home from work, you know, get something to eat, and then, you know, we got a key to the church, so you, you can go, go down to the church and just work out. So that's what I did, and I worked out about probably five hours a day. I was down at the gym. I'd get there about, yeah, it was probably because I, well, a lot of times I didn't get home till 11, so probably five hours. And I'd just work on different things, ball handling, you know, different things that I felt I was weak, and my dad kind of laid out some stuff that he thought I was weak at that I needed to improve on. So I went to work. I just worked hard. Uh, the season came around. Uh, there was a senior that was ahead of me that started the first game. And uh, we were playing East High in a preseason game. I went to Roy. And uh, East High put a press on right at the beginning of the game. And the senior that played ahead of me didn't handle pressure very well, made two, three mistakes right off the bat. And so the coach put me in for him. And then from that point on, I started the rest of the year. 
So <coughs> that was my first personal experience with setting basketball goals. And so, you know, there's lots of kids uh, that have come to the end of their season. They're now playing summer ball. Uh, they want to get better. They're, they want to achieve uh, certain things uh, for the next year for whatever grade they are. And uh, this goes all the way down to kids that are third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, wherever they are, not just high school kids. So what what's your experience, uh, Jesse, with, you know, goal setting and, and that whole process of, you know, kind of kind of tell me your story when it comes to that. So mine's a little bit different other than, like, my goal of, playing in the NBA, right, which every kid has. Um, I don't really remember setting specific goals for things I wanted to get better at, but I just loved playing, and so I would I was always playing. So I was just trying to do what I saw guys do on the TV and um, highlight videos and just trying to copy those guys. And so I was putting in the work, but I, it wasn't, like, super focused. And I honestly don't. I've always been kind of a go with the flow kind of guy. So looking back, like I really, I really just played so much that I got pretty good. But sometimes I wish I would have had more specific goals as far as like, I need a really big, good three point shooter, mm -hmm. right? Which I ended up being pretty good anyway, but I probably could have been better if I had a focus there. Um, so it's kind of, yeah. and. Just for myself, it's kind of I'm kind of weird where I kind of have these goals, but they're not super specific and set, and I kind of just go one day at a time. So it's worked for me, but I probably could have gotten farther if I set more specific goals. Um, but again, everybody's different, and yeah, I think there's probably some people who have the same attitude towards goals that I had, but weren't playing as much, and so they didn't get very good at all um so it's kind of i think pairing up the goals with the hard work is where you start to see the like really crazy explosion um so that's kind of kind of my experience just kind of my personality is is that way yeah so well you know i think that um, um to get better you know you have to analyze the things that you're weak at. Keep working on the things that you're good at. Make yourself better, even better at those things. But then you got to analyze the things that are your weaknesses, the things that hold you back. Um, and then go to work on getting those things better um, so you can become a complete shooter or complete player again, right? And everybody's got different desires that um, that you're gonna you know you're gonna want it comes down to how bad you want something because that you know that's where the work comes in right. um, and like you you probably already doing the work like you said just wasn't specific on specific yeah. things but you were always out shooting always always out shooting right and so having a having a specific practice plan uh, 
is 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 really really important and that's one of the things that we do at complete shooter is helping kids get better is we help them we call it practice with a purpose yeah not just go out and shoot but practice with a purpose so and if you're practicing with a purpose then you're going to fix those things yeah. that you're weak at right so well then i'm going to scoot forward a little bit uh, about goal setting um I got into, after I graduated and went on my mission, came home, uh, got married. Um, then I got into, uh, it's kind of weird, like kind of what's going on in our economy right now today with interest rates going up and inflation. Uh, I was doing construction with my dad and the prime interest rate in in the early 80s went all the way up to 21 and a half percent mortgage loans were as high as 16 17 18 percent so the building business just went in the toilet yeah right my dad had 18 homes that he had 15 homes that sat for 18 months because he was building spec homes back then. And uh, he was the contractor. I went and got my subcontractor's license in framing finished cement work. So we were subbing from him and building these homes. Well, then that happened. So then I had to uh, kind of find out where I was going to go because I was going to do, I was going to make a living in construction. Right. So things changed. I was married, had a kid, and uh, I got involved in a company where I was involved in sales. And in sales, it's all about setting goals. It's right. all about there. you have frustrations every day that hits you. People are telling you no. You're just trying to go through enough no's to get yeah. to some yeses, right? And I was, live was that job for you? Depending on how many you sold, like how many things you sold, or did you have, was it all like salary based? No, it was 100% commission. commission. So I lived by a saying that said, SW, SW, SW. Some will, some won't, so what? So I had to play all these mental games with myself yeah. to, to stay in the game, to stay competitive and, 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 and keep working hard. So I had to play all these mental games to keep my head in the game. And uh, I was told by somebody that I needed to read a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I've read that book now several times. But um, on page 36 in that book, he breaks down all the steps of goal setting, the six steps of goal setting. And Napoleon Hill was commissioned by uh, the Rockefellers to go out and interview and research successful people. And they paid his way to do that and they uh, got him indoors that he could have never got in himself, yeah. right? And so he just did that for 
three to five years just interviewing people, interviewing people, and trying to find the common denominator of all of these successful people. And then he put it in a book called Think and Grow Rich. And on page 36, which I'm going to mostly focus on in this podcast, is the six steps to goal setting. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and go through those six steps. Uh, The first step (coughs) is you've got to decide what you want. That's step number one. What is it you want? Uh, And that can be anything monetarily. It could be emotional. It could be you know, physical, it could be any number of things that you want to set a goal for, then you've got to decide what is it that you want and how bad do you want it, right? Right. Uh, The second step of goal setting is you've got to decide when you will possess that which you want. So... When are you going to get this? So for me, going back before I even knew about this, I really wanted to be a two-year starter. I wanted to be like my two older brothers. And so I really wanted to be a – I mean, I was driven for that. So that's the one example that I always go back to when it's about goal setting is is what do you want, right? And so – and and if you want it really bad – and I wanted that really bad. Yeah, and in, in that example, <coughs> there's a set time limit, right? Like, if you waited three years to be a starter, you'd be graduated already. Um, and I think w- uh, the problem a lot of people have with goals is they don't set that time limit, and so it just keeps getting pushed back and back and back. So That's a big key. It really is. Uh, you got to decide when you're going to possess that which you want and if it has a a goal deadline then you can build up that intensity that you need I mean if I set a three-year goal out there right I could do that and I could work on that little bit of that every day and in three years I'd have it but that's a long ways out right you know I had from I had really from May to November to to be ready to hit it so you know that was my that was my goal deadline so you got to you got to put a goal deadline to it Um, then the third step is you got to decide what price you're going to pay to get what you want there's a price and it needs to be declared it needs to be determined what that price is so my dad told me, he said, you get, you get distracted. And one of the things that you get distracted with is girls. Doesn't every boy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a normal boy, right? <laughs> he said, but you really get distracted with girls. So he said, you know, I remember him saying this lots of times, that, that, that sports and girls are like dynamite and matches they don't mix so that just kept ringing in my ear going back to my first experience with setting goals and so I without even knowing these six steps I followed these six steps and that third step was you know decide the price you're going to pay 
So I decided that I was not going to go on one date with one girl for that next six months. That I was going to be so focused on what I was what I was trying to achieve that that's what I was willing to give up. Which you know, there's not a lot of teenage kids who are willing to yeah. willing to do that. And that was a big that was a big sacrifice because I had friends always call and say, "Hey, let's go on a double date. Let's go do this. Let's go do that." And for that six months, I had to tell them, "No, I'm I've got my goal. That's the thing I've given up to get what I want. So I'm not I'm not going to do that." So that's what I did. I I was in the gym, you know, five six hours a day. And then on Saturdays, I was in the gym, I mean, six days a week. The only day I didn't do any basketball was Sunday. And so I just, uh, I d that, that's what I decided to give up. Now, I'm not saying that's what you have to give up. I'm just right. saying that's what I decided to give up because what my dad had said to me really rang true to me. And so you got to determine what it is that you're wanting to give up. What's a sacrifice? And let me put it this way. The bigger the sacrifice, the bigger the reward. So if you are willing to give up something big, your reward's going to be big. Yeah. If you're giving up something really simple and easy, then your reward's going to be simple and easy. Right? Right. And so you got to buy into that, and you got to sacrifice, and you got to you got to you got to stick by it. And uh, I truly stuck by that. In in being able to uh, reach my goal, yeah. right? So you got to decide what you're what you're willing to give up. Have you read uh, Relentless by Tim Grover? I've not read that. So he was a, a trainer for Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Oh, okay. And so in his book, he talks about the three kinds of people are coolers, closers, and cleaners. And the cleaners are the ones that you know are the absolute best. So. Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant were both cleaners. And kind of thing one of the things he says it's in order to be a cleaner, you have to sacrifice something else just like you were talking about. So if you want to be the best basketball player in the world, you might have to sacrifice your friends, right? Or something else. And sacrifice yeah. going out and partying, sacrifice, exactly. you know, no no drugs and alcohol. No, you know, I yeah. mean uh, it's a number of different yeah. things. And right? he and he talked about as well that it goes into every part of life. So like if you want to be the best in your relationships and with your family, then your career is probably going to suffer. Right? And so it goes both ways and like I think there's it's not just a one thing, right? I mean, I was just reading about Kobe this morning how he would structure his workout time so he could be with his family right so he'd wake up and work out from 4 to 6 a.m so that he could be there when his little girls woke up and then once they left for school he could go work out again and so it's not all or nothing right yeah. like there's other yeah other things in life more important than basketball amen but like you were saying there's there's some something's going to sacrifice right you can't have everything something's going to suffer um and i just thought that was really interesting that that he talked about it that way. Yeah, and I think that's really uh, a good point because you're to win in life, uh, like Mr. Miyagi used to teach, you got to have balance. Yeah. Right, and that that is so true. You got to have balance in everything 
you know, and when you're single, uh, you know, you, you get married, you start having kids, you've got all these areas of your life that you need to work on and be good at. Yep. So, you know, I, I like that example you gave that he, okay, what am I willing to do? You know, and he, he reached a high level. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of pros that don't work it like he worked or like George yeah. worked, right? And so, yeah, and my guess was that Kobe sacrificed a lot of friends, right? Yeah. To do family basketball, yeah. So that that would be my guess. He he didn't say he did in there, but yeah, that would be that. I think that's a, I think that's a great point. So that's really cool that you know he looked at it and said, okay, my kids get up at six, six thirty, whatever, get ready to go to school. So I could do a workout after they go to school. No, I think I'm going to do a workout before they go to school and after, and then <laughs> after, right? So. You know, those workouts could have been basketball workouts. They could have been weight workouts. Yep. They could have been different things, right? But but he probably had all that well-balanced uh, yeah. because he was one of the hardest workers in the NBA. So, yeah, uh, you got to figure out what it is you're wanting to – what what you're really willing to give up. And that's really the problem with most goals is that yep. people don't put the sacrifice part in there. Right, uh, because you know if you're if you're sitting and saying, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna sacrifice, and you are sacrificing, then you're gonna go put the work in, yeah. Because you're gonna say, well, I'm not gonna miss out on this stuff, and then not go right. do this, right? So you're gonna really, you're really gonna uh, work on what your goals are yeah. if you've decided what you're gonna sacrifice. And then step number four is my favorite step of all six steps. And that is begin at once, whether you're ready or not. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute because some some goals you're going, okay, well, you know, tomorrow I'm going to eat better. Yeah. Right? Uh, tomorrow I'm going to exercise better. Tomorrow, you know, everything's minata. Right? Right. Put it off, put it off, put it off. And the problem is tomorrow never comes, right? Right, because then the next day you're putting it off. Then you're putting it off. So I love that saying: begin at once, whether you're ready or not. Um, you set those goals. You put down what you want. You put down when you're going to get it. You put down what you're going to sacrifice, and then you begin at once, whether you're ready or not. And that's really a a, a, a big point because a lot of people have problems starting yep. right I know that over the years as I've trained kids and worked with kids that's been the issue you know uh, of them getting started well how'd you do this week in your workouts well I didn't get any in well how come oh it's just a busy week it's just a busy week and then I, I'd always say well if you really want to be a good basketball player, then you won't let the busy weeks get in your road. Yep. You know, you'll still find time to get your workouts in, right? For me and my kids, they want they had goals, and so uh, it was too hard to get everything done after school because then there's lots of activities, yep. lots going on. So a lot of times we'd go to the gym you know, before school and get their workouts in. And, you know, that was 
that was awesome to go to the gym and and get that get that done and then that was awesome for them because then they didn't have to feel the guilt the rest of the day or you know the the attitude of of uh of uh putting things off procrastinating 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 and how that makes you feel yeah right so you got to be true to yourself um you know you gotta uh you gotta make deposits in your personal integrity account um, that personal integrity account just says am I, am I a person of integrity am I going to do what I say I'm going to do right. you know can you count on me am I going to do what I say I'm going to do and if you do then you have integrity and you need to make deposits in that integrity account so that you get good at that right so yeah, so begin at once, whether you're ready or not. Um, so that's a that's a big key. Yeah, and I think one of the best life things I've learned, and again, like I mentioned before, I'm kind of a go with the flow, like daily person. So I don't set goals like way out in the future, which drives my wife nuts, because um, she's like, "Where do we want to be in a year?" I'm like, "I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna do." my best to do good tomorrow right <laughs> that's kind of so we're different that way which is it's a good pair because um, then we get both sides but um one of the things and again this is one of the things that most successful people do and um, the way i heard it was from kevin o'leary he's on shark tank and super successful business guy um, but he just calls it his three things right so if nothing else got done in the day what three things does he need to get done, right? And I think that's a super easy way to, even when you're busy or whatever, right? What are those three things? Uh, I like that. It, and it's it's like, um, you know, you got to prioritize, right? Yeah. You got you to gotta prior prioritize your goals. You got to figure out, okay, what's important to me? Now, when I was in high school, the only thing that was important to me in that six months was basketball yeah. and working for my dad. So I'd go work for my dad during the day, and then I'd go do my workouts. And that was only thing I had, right? So yeah. you don't have a lot of distraction. And then my dad tying into it and saying, look, you get distracted by girls. So then I just say, okay, I'm going to give that up, right? So you could also have a three things not to do list. Yeah, three things not <laughs> to do. And so, yeah, so that that uh, that's all I had. But now, you know, when I set goals, I'm I'm married, so I want to have a great relationship with my wife, and that's really really important to me. I have six. We have six kids, twenty three grandkids now, so that's important to me and takes up time. My faith is important to me. Um, my business is important to me. So you got more things now to, to think about and worry yep. about and work on. But you can still put those in boxes, those things in boxes, and then you can decide what it is, and you can use these six steps for every one of those categories yep. and be working on all those things. So. I just know that when I've got goals and I'm working on goals and I'm working on and I'm beginning at once, whether I'm ready or not, I just know that that's when I'm the most happy. Yep. 
you know that's when I go home and you know don't act like a you know and I had a bad day so I kick the dog right yeah. or I take it out on my wife or take it out on my kids uh, I'm most happy when I'm setting goals and reaching goals being a goal setter and a goal hitter Okay, so let's go to number five. Step number five is write it down. A goal that's not written down is not a goal. Yeah. So you got to write it down. And you got to write it down into a kind of a, like a paragraph. Or maybe four or five sentences, make it a short yeah. paragraph or... But you gotta you gotta put it in writing. Yeah. What your goal is. One of the most famous stories about Jimmer for debt is that he wrote it down and had it above his bed since he was like ten that he wanted to play in the NBA. So it makes a big difference. Yeah, and you know, a lot of kids have those goals of wanting to play in the NBA, right? But I'll bet you ninety percent of them don't write it down. Don't put it in their bedroom. Don't place it where they're going to see it. Yeah, I right. didn't. So, <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's 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 an aspiration, but an aspiration is not a goal. Yep. Right. So you got to you got to you got to write it down, and it takes just that physical energy that you take to write it down is like. I tell kids all this all the time that you got to hang yourself by your tongue, <laughs> right? You got to you got to let people know what you're going to do, because um, sometimes if you don't, then it's just a secret. You're a lot apt to not carry through with that, because yeah. the only person you're letting down is you. So the idea of hanging yourself by your tongue is sometimes talking about what you right. wrote down to those people who who are in your corner yeah right letting those people know what your what your quest is what you're out trying to do what you're out working on and then that way they can kind of keep some distractions away from you also so that you can focus so like you know I'll tell my wife this is what I this is what I'm working on and this can take I think 90 days to do it and so then she'll say, okay, well, I can take and do this. You focus there, and I'll take this from you so that, you know, we just kind of work that out so yeah. that we're, so we're working together. So writing it down is, is a big, big key. And I think the side note there is you can tell other people, but you're not, you're not telling them to get their opinion on it. Right. So that's a great point. You know, and having those having those people in your corner and people that you, you know, that love you and want to help you succeed, uh, you know, you could call that your posse, right? Those are the people that are going to help you the most. So, uh, but you got to write it down. So that's that's a, that's number five. What's number six? Number six, you got to read it twice daily. And the more you read it with passion. It's kind of like he gives an example of you gotta you gotta build a white heat of desire, and the way you build a white heat of desire 
is by reading it twice daily. You know, those coals that burn in a fire that are red, you got the red ones, yep. and then you got the white ones. Which ones are the hottest? The white ones. The white ones are the hottest. So that's the analogy he used of, of building your desire to be even greater is that you got to build it to be a white heat of desire. You got to be the white coals in that fire that is just, and the more you read that, the more you read it with passion, the more you really see yourself reaching that. The more a lot of people write it down, but then they don't read it. You know, maybe they read it once a month, maybe once a week. You got to read it twice daily. So I'll give an example here, and I've given this example on podcasts before, but I knew this goal-setting system. I've used it for a long time, 40-plus years. So when my son Jake was a freshman, uh, I asked him, I said, okay, Jake, what's, what's your goal this year? What, do you, what are we working on? We've got to have something that we really are driven for. And he said, well, Dad, I'd like to, I'd like to start JV as a freshman. I said, well, that's a big goal. There's hardly any kids that ever get to play JV as a freshman. So I said, okay, I think that's stretching the limits. Let's go to work. So we did. He worked his butt off. Uh, the year came. He Freshman ball, freshman game and JV game was the same time. And they had him play in freshman and sophomore. So uh, the year got to be about a third over, and the JV team was not scoring. They were, could not put the ball in the hole. And so the head coach said, we got to do something. Uh, let's bring Jake up and have him play JV and see if he can help us put the ball in the hole. And so Jake quit playing freshman ball and played sophomore JV ball. And I remember the first game that he and the coach said, well, what, what, what do you want me to do? He said, well, I want you to start him. And the coach was like, well, that means there's going to be some juniors that are going to be upset. He said, I don't care. They're not winning. Right. we got to win. And so uh, so just before the game, they told Jake he, he was going to start. They told the kid that had been starting that wasn't going to start. That kid hated Jake, <laughs> hated him. Later on, he he told Jake, he said, I, I, I'm sorry I was such a – so bad to you, but I, you know, that was just a shocker to me, and I didn't handle it very well. And they're good friends, but anyway, that first game he played, he scored 24 points in that year, and so made a big impact. But that's because he'd prepared for that moment, right? You know, he'd prepared for six months for that moment. So when that moment came, and they, the coach said, "You're going to play JV," he told Jake the day before the game. Jake came home and told me. I said, okay. I said, this is what you have prepared for for six months. So don't you go in there and think, you know, you don't have – that you're not going to go for it. You're going to go for it. Yeah. You're not going to lay an egg. You're going to go for it because you've prepared. You are prepared. So that was good to watch that happen. Then the next year, I said, okay, Jake, what's your goal this year? He said, okay, I want to start varsity as a sophomore. Okay, because there's not a lot of kids that get to do that. I think that's a realistic goal, stretchingly realistic. That happened. And then <coughs> going into his junior year, I asked the same question, what's your goal? What are we working on? 
He said, well, I'd like to be first team all state as a junior. I said, okay, I think that's realistic. And so I went and I did some research uh, of what they based first team all staters on. And it looked like over a 10-year period that if you scored 18 points a game or more and your team was a winning team, had good, a good record, then you had a shot at first-team All-State. So I just told Jake, that's, that's it, you know, 18 points a game and making sure your team wins. That's the number one thing, making sure your team wins. So I'd ask him that before every game. What's the most important thing, Jake? Get the win, Dad. Get the win. And that is the most important. Personal stats are second. You know, that's down the road. But uh, if you make sure your team wins and you have some personal goals to get that done, then that can happen. So he was named first team All-State. And the next year, did the same thing. What, what do you want? He said, well, I don't think I can be Mr. Basketball because I think they've already given that to Nick Emery. Uh, you know, they – they had a great junior year. I don't know if it was his junior year or senior year that they won the national championship. I think it was his junior year. Was it his junior senior. year? Yeah. So I said, yeah, they, I, I agree with that. You know, I don't think that's realistic. But he said, I could be 3A MVP. I said, I think that's really realistic. Let's go to work. And so we did. He ended up getting it. The point is, is that the, the knowledge that I had about goal setting helped him and has helped hundreds of kids that have come through Complete Shooter in helping them be learn how to be a goal setter and a goal hitter. Yep. And so, you know, goal setting is such a huge deal. It's been a huge deal in my life. And um, I'm still using those principles today in everything that I do. And uh, so I just know if kids, will, if kids will take these principles that we've talked about today and put them in their lives, they're going to not just learn how to set goals for basketball, but they'll learn how to set goals for the rest of their life. And what a great, what a great setup for kids. You know, these are, not, these are not my rules. They're my principles. These are proven principles that have, have helped hundreds and thousands of people go on to be successful in yeah. all different walks of life. So these are, these are true principles that we've talked about today. And if kids will take these and, and get after it and work hard and set some goals and be passionate about it, uh, it's, it's amazing what can happen. Um, I just watched a movie called King Richard Venus and Serena Williams. And that was all about a plan. The dad had a plan. And the plan needed to be followed. And uh, it was all about goal setting, all about working and and putting the work in. So, you know, these principles are are principles that kids can uh, take and parents can take. You know, this isn't just for kids. It's parents and kids that are associated with Complete Shooter. And other people out there, so I just, I'm just uh, felt like this was a great time to talk about this stuff, because this is the time of year that you really have to do some reflection on what you want for the next basketball season. And you still have enough time to really improve on something. Yes, because it doesn't happen overnight. 
it, right? Doesn't happen overnight. And those things that you're going to work on, the thing that helps you get good at it is that you work on it enough, you build confidence in those things. And then if you have confidence, confidence is everything. And if you have confidence, then you're going to do them in games. Yep. It's going to show up in games because you're confident. And how do you get to be confident? Working on things, being in the gym every day, working on specific things. And then you get good. Then you get confident. Yep. Then then that's 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 the key right there. So, yeah. Definitely. And like you said, these principles, the people that they studied for this, didn't grow up with this list of six things, right? They did not. They kind of just had to figure it out. So mm -hmm. now we have a huge advantage where we know and have access to information about what works. Yeah. Right? Um, and I think that's a big deal as far as having this framework of goals that you kind of brought today. Yeah, it's like, it's like are you going to um, learn from others or are you going to have to just learn from yourself? Right, it's always easier to learn from others. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think, like you said, goals are huge, right? If you don't write it out, then it's just in, what was the word you used, aspiration? Yeah. yeah. Just an idea, right? So I think that's a really, really good point. And there's a lots of different kinds of frameworks for goals, like SMART goals was something that was taught in school. Um, but they all kind of have the same basic principles. Yeah. Um, and like you said, for basketball, for life, for everything, right? Setting goals, big deal. Yeah, and you know, that sixth step of repeating it twice daily is such a key thing and putting posters up and putting little things on your mirror and things that just y you can't get away from. You know, it yeah. it's going to remind you on a daily basis. And then, you know, what... What you help do when you set goals is you help eliminate uh, those things that you end up regretting. Yep. You know, you regret that you didn't work hard enough. You regret that you didn't do this or do that. And goal goals is all about it's the it's the killer. Goals is the killer of regret. Because even if you don't reach something that you set a goal for, you still know, hey, I tried. I gave it my best. And you got better. And you got better, right? I gave it my best. So you, you can't have any regrets with that. Yep. But if you didn't, then that's where regret takes over. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're listening, again, um, I think next week we're hoping to bring a list of all our players that won some awards this past season. Yeah, we'll do that for sure. And as you're listening to that, hopefully it motivates you to set some goals to kind of get to that same level. And you can use this framework to – to set up your plan for this off season going into next year to, to reach those goals. So thanks a bunch, Kirk, for bringing that. I think that's super important information for, for every player. Yeah, I think it can help our kids that we train. It can help the parents to help the kids set goals. There's so many things I think that, 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 can, that, that what we talked about today can, can help. So it was a fun topic to talk about. Yeah, great, great stuff. So thanks again, Kirk, for being here. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next week.